Matthew chapter 1, the subtitle in the New International Version is Joseph Accepts Jesus as His Son. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save the people from his save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's welcome Matt up to share with us. I pray for you, Matt. Dear Lord Jesus, I pray uh, for this man that as he shares with us, uh, his heart would connect with our heart and that we'd find our hearts connected and touched by your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning, everyone. It's great to be able to uh, share with you today. Um, well, we've heard um, from Roy uh, already, but um, anyone else? Who's looking forward to Christmas? Yeah, yeah hands? Some of us, some of us not too sure, half a hand? I think most of us are. Well, I am. Um, yeah, uh, I love Christmas. Um, I actually love it more than my own birthday. Um, but just the lead up, um, Advent, the anticipation, um, you know, singing carols that we love and... Um, I just love it. And, you know, all the kind of Christmas Bible passages that we hear, just like the one we heard this morning, I'm sure it's familiar to most of us, if not all of us. Um, But for some of us, and I think myself included as well, as much as I love Christmas, um, you know, a lot of us, we've been doing it for a long time now, haven't we? And Although we know that this time is special, it can be, we can very easily, I guess as Roy kind of hinted at, we can very easily kind of forget how special it is. You know, we can get sucked into the things of this world, can't we? And we can become numb, really, to the magnitude, the awesomeness of Christmas. And so I guess really my prayer this morning for, for myself, but for all of us actually, is that we would hear something afresh today, that God's Spirit would speak to each and every one of us. And just our time together would just be a little, I guess, a little haven, a little break from everything else going on out there. So I'm just going to pray quickly. Heavenly Father, I just pray for just a moment of stillness now, Lord, and that Holy Spirit, that you would... Speak to each of us here, and that each of us, Lord, would just grasp again, grasp afresh the wonder 
and awe and majesty of Christmas and of Jesus coming as a baby. Yeah, stirring that afresh this morning, I pray. Amen. So as I was preparing for today, and I was just asking God what I should say, I really felt him say to me, tell them that I am with them. So from our passage this morning, I really just want to hone in on one verse in particular. It's that verse 23, when it talks about the name of Jesus, that he is Emmanuel, God with us. And this, Matthew, it's the only gospel where this name appears, and the word Emmanuel, it's only in the Bible three times. So Matthew's actually quoting from Isaiah, and it happens two times in Isaiah. So why does he use it? Well, it's not an accident. He's intentional here with what he's, what he's doing. It's not just a history book of Jesus' life. There's a vital truth here that I really want us to grasp this morning that Matthew wants to communicate to all of us. And that's the hope that his name promises. Of all the things that could be said about Jesus, one thing in particular that Matthew mentions about his name is indicating his closeness to us. You know, there's loads of adjectives he could have used to describe Jesus. King of kings, Lord of lords, creator of the universe, the alpha and the omega. And they're all true. But what does he focus on? He focuses on God who is with us. You know, those other names are great and they deserve our attention. But every year at Christmas, what's the one thing that we're drawn to time and time again? It's a reminder for us this morning that Jesus is our Emmanuel, God with us. You see, he didn't just send a king to be Lord of our lives or a savior to atone for our sins or a son to bring peace. He sent a person with a name that reminds us first and foremost that God has come close. He isn't distant or far off or aloof. He's personal and he's near. You know, he didn't run away when we messed up or when we mess up. He showed up in flesh and blood. The God of the universe made his dwelling among us, it says in John's Gospel, or moved into the neighborhood Another translation says, he's come close. Just let that sink in for a moment. He's come close. This is good news. God showed up. He's with us. But what does this mean on a Monday morning? What does it look like? When we leave this place. Well firstly it means. That we're not alone. We're not on our own. Jesus is with us. In every situation. The good. The bad. The highs. The lows. Of our every day. And every time we feel alone. It's an invitation. To invite Jesus back into that space, into that moment. 
because God is with us. And because God is with us, it means that we're loved by him and immensely valuable. We're made in his image, it says in Genesis 1, and he wants to be with us. He knitted us together, it says in Psalm 139. You know, God walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. Jesus walked with his disciples here on earth. And because God came as Emmanuel, and through Jesus' death and resurrection, we can have that relationship, that closeness for ourselves. So God with us means, firstly, that we're not alone. Secondly, that we don't need to be afraid. Repeatedly in the Bible, it tells us not to be afraid. And more often than not, you'll notice that it's coupled immediately with the words, the Lord is with us. So do not be afraid, the Lord is with us. We see this Repeatedly in the Old Testament, in the story of Joshua and Caleb, when they've spied out the promised land in Numbers, and also particularly in Isaiah, chapters 41 and 43, for example. And it was an encouragement for God's people then, but how much more so for an encouragement for us today, that we now have God with us in the fullest sense in Jesus. So we don't need to be afraid. And um, I think of myself, most of you um, know that I work for a homeless charity in Bradford. And I faced some tricky things recently at work. And quite often, my immediate reaction is, I just want to run away. Um, I don't want to face it. And this Monday, in fact, I felt, woke up and just felt a real heaviness and really didn't want to go to work. Um, and that's quite unlike me. I wasn't f- looking forward to what the day held. I knew I had um, some appointments with clients and won't go into loads of detail, but um, really just wasn't looking forward to what the day held. But I asked for God's help. What did I pray? I prayed that he would be with me, that I wouldn't be afraid. Not that, not that I'm removed from the situation or the situation is taken away, but just knowing that someone's in my corner, that someone's got my back, that someone's with me in that situation meant that I was able to pick myself up and just start the day. So God with us means that we're not alone, that we don't need to be afraid. And as such... We can have peace. And as Jan prayed, we can have peace that knows no limits. I love that phrase that you used there, Jan. We can know peace that knows no limits. And I don't know how everyone here, how you're all feeling right now. Maybe you've um, had a good week. Maybe you've not had a good week. You know, Maybe you've got a lot going on at work or in your family, or maybe it's preparing for Christmas. The endless to-do lists, you know, oh, who am I going to buy? Uncle Frank, what, does, what am I going to get him for Christmas? All the shopping, the turkey. But hear this, we can have peace. 
Psalm 46 verse 7 says, The Lord Almighty is with us. He is our fortress. What does it mean to say God is with us? He is our fortress. Well, in biblical times, a fortress was a place of refuge and safety. The walls of the fortress, their constant presence in people's lives, created a safe atmosphere where communities could thrive and flourish. Just as a fortress brought peace to a city, God is our fortress and brings peace to our lives in the midst of what can feel like chaos around us. When Jesus came to be with us, he brings his peace because he is the Prince of Peace. Think about when we pray for people. Just this week I was praying for a friend who was facing a tricky situation at work. And I I would find myself praying that God would be with them. Why? So that they would know that they're not alone. That someone's got their back. That they're loved. That they wouldn't be afraid. And that they'd have peace in that situation to walk through it. That's why I want them to know that God is with them. Even, even for preparing for this talk this week, just wanting God to be in my preparation and with me as I speak, knowing that God is with me now. God is with us now. But to say that God is with us is not just for us personally here, but it's a message for our world as well. You see, Matthew is writing primarily to Jewish Christians And he's quoting from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 7 and verse 14. Now, we only have a verse here, but for his Jewish listeners who knew their scriptures, they would hear that verse, and it's a cue, it would be a cue for them and for us, actually, to upload the whole story that goes with it. It's like a hyperlink, if you were, if you like, you know, on computers, you know, you click a link. And it takes you to a whole other web page with all this other information. That's what, that's what Matthew's doing here. We're supposed to upload that whole story from Isaiah 7. Now, I can't go into loads of detail this morning on Isaiah 7, but just briefly to say, if you, if you study the passage that this quote comes from, two kings have invaded Judah, and the king of Judah, Ahaz, it says in there, that the heart of the king and the hearts of his people, in verse 2, were shaken as the trees of the forest are shaken by the wind. What does that mean? It means they were fearful. But God told them through Isaiah the prophet, do not be faint-hearted because of these, in verse 4, quote, two smoldering stubs of firewood. God told Ahaz that he had a plan that there would be a virgin who would have a child named Emmanuel, and that the lands of the invading kings would be forsaken. These kings looked fearsome to Ahaz, but God was with him, and he had a bigger plan that he could trust in. He wanted Ahaz and Judah to trust in him, to not fear 
those that were invading. God was with them. And the same thing is true today. As we look at world events, the war in Ukraine, strife in Europe, whether it be the recent landslide deaths in Malaysia, or political violence in Peru, or any other country across the world, or closer to home, as we've prayed about already, the cost of living crisis and the turmoil that we see. We can look around and think, this world's in chaos. There's so much turmoil. But this passage should cause us to step back and remember the world is not out of control. God is with us. Just like in the days of King Ahaz in Jerusalem, God has a plan for this world and he's working it out and no one can stop it. Ultimately, big picture, God's got it. We need to trust him and look to him. God is with us. So what does it mean to say Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us? Well, it means that we're not alone, firstly, because we're loved by God. 1 John 4 verse 9 says, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent us his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. So we're not alone. As such, it means that we don't need to be afraid of any situation that we face. We don't need to be afraid of what's going on in our world. And thirdly, that means that we can have peace. Peace that passes all understanding. Peace in the midst of what might feel like chaos, difficulty in our lives, or even just what can feel like the stress of Christmas sometimes. We can have peace. And this is both for us, all for us personally, individually, but it's also for our world. It's personal and global. It's epic in scope, and it can be so easy to forget. Before we finish, look with me at the end of Matthew's gospel. If we could just have that up on the screen. Just the last sentence, what does it say? And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew ends his gospel how he began. He bookends his account almost with these reassuring words spoken by Jesus himself. I am with you always. Matthew reminds us that God has come close. He's not far off and distant. He's near. In the midst of Christmas, I pray that we recapture that wonder and awe that in Jesus, our Emmanuel, our God is with us always. So as we close, just let me ask you, what situation would you love Jesus to step into that you feel alone in? Or maybe all of this is new to you. Ask him to come close. Maybe it's a reminder this morning that you're not alone, that God is with you.
but maybe you don't feel that. Maybe you don't feel that he's with you or that he's close. Ask him. Ask him to bring peace. Remembering that you're asking from a place of being totally loved, totally valued, and you don't need to be afraid. God has come close. Jesus, our Emmanuel, is God with us. And he's with us not just today, but every day. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for the words of Matthew and this reminder that you are close, that you have come near to us, Lord. And God, I pray for each and every one of us that we would know that this Christmas. Remind us again that you're with us. Maybe we've forgotten or maybe there's a particular thing that we want you to be with us in. Come, Lord Jesus. Remind us again that you are our Emmanuel. Yeah, Jesus, we invite you in, into our lives, into our weeks and the days ahead. Would you be with us, please? In your name, amen.